0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is the one single verse that kills pre-trib. I said that right. I'm going to show you one verse that absolutely, positively drives a wooden stake into the belief that there's going to be a time when Jesus returns in the clouds and sucks everybody off of the earth that is a good person so they don't have to be tested. They don't have to go through the tribulation. I'm going to show you one verse. And you'll probably look at it and you'll say, huh, I don't understand. Uh, That's exactly the point. (laughs) You won't understand until I explain it to you. And I will explain it to you. Now, I know I'm probably tackling the most difficult thing in Christianity. Before I start explaining this, I need to give you my qualifications. Now, you have to understand, I had a lot of success in my sales world. And a lot of that, sad to say, went to my head. And I developed a real arrogance. And I have been working on getting rid of that all my life. And so I try not to bring any attention to myself. I try not to raise myself up in any way because somebody doesn't say, oh, you're just being arrogant. Okay, you're self-centered. Okay, I understand. But in this case, if I don't tell you my qualifications, you'll just click someplace else. You won't listen. So I need to tell you, and I'm specifically asking you to take this to your pastor, even if he's not your pastor, if he is a pastor, ask him to come and watch this, because I'm specifically talking to the pastors in what I'm saying today. And as a pastor watching, they need to know that I know what I'm talking about. I'm not a new boy when it comes to Bible prophecy. So who am I? So Prophecy Club started in 1993. And I could take a long time, probably an hour, giving give you my whole testimony. But, I mean, I've met Dimitri Dudeman, Ron Wyatt, uh, Henry Groover, some of the greats. Prophecy Club started in 1993. Each month, we would have a guest speaker come in, and they talked on Bible prophecy. Not miracles, not preaching, Bible prophecy. So over the 25-some-odd years we did that, we had about 130 guest speakers each time we would record their talk, and we have about 330 DVDs that we've made. Most of those are two-and-a-half-hour talks, which, by the way, you can watch instantly at WatchProphecyClub.com, or you can order the DVD at Prophecy Club. Each one of those normally two-and-a-half hours, but some of them were like two- or three-day-long things all dealing, dealing with Bible prophecy. So... Whereas the average pers- uh, pastor, let me uh, address this to pastors. The average pastor, uh, you know, his 40-hour work week is tied up with being a pastor. Well, out of my 60-hour work week, probably about five hours of it is tied up with being a fa- pastor. The other 55 hours is in Bible prophecy. I made, uh, let's see, what's the number? 37 two-and-a-half-hour DVDs on Bible prophecy. One of them was not dealing with Bible prophecy. It was dealing with building your prayer closet, protection in time of trouble. I also, in 2017, memorized the book of Revelation. Now, I'm saying this because there's pastors who are going to watch, and they're going to say, well, who is this guy? Why should I listen to him? Okay, here's why you should listen to me, because I memorized the book of Revelation. Now, I didn't think anything special was going to happen, but something special did start happening. All of a sudden, I started getting revelations. I'm talking about flashes of wisdom I'd never had in my life, putting things together I'd never seen before, even though this had been my living since 1993. I got 30 revelations, two visions, and one audible voice, and I'm about to explain some of those things that I was shown. And by the time I get done with this, if you'll watch me to the end, you must conclude that there is no pre-trib rapture. No one is going to get sucked into the air so they don't have to be tested. No one is going to get to avoid the tribulation because Jesus returns in the clouds. Now, here's what brought this. You can tell I'm a little riled up here today. So what got me riled up is this particular email that came in. You can see it came in 99 9 2022 She says, uh, I don't know if you can answer this question or not, but here lately... When I hear pastors or evangelists talk about the rapture, it saddens me, knowing that they're telling a lie. And what's even more disturbing is they speak of this as if they're going, as we're going to fly away and not have to endure the wrath of the Lord. But here's where they're wrong. Stand confusing the wrath of the Lord, which they say starts with the tribulation, wrong. The wrath of the Lord is the morning star coming down on the feast of trumpets at the last trump, just like the Bible says. In one hour, less than 24 hours is the wrath of God. The tribulation is not the wrath of God. But the wrath of the Lord doesn't start until the sixth seal is opened. Well, sixth seal, seventh seal, my opinion, happened very quickly, if not the same day. But my question is, now here's the point. Will pastors and church leaders which are telling the church that they're going to be in rapture, and then when this doesn't come to pass, when the tribulation starts, will they have their blood on their hands, so to speak? In other words, the pastors, the prophecy teachers that are telling people that they're going to get sucked into the air, they don't have to worry about the tribulation, they don't have to worry about the end times, they don't have to go through any of that, are they going to get judgment for it? Hang on, got an answer. Stan, I tried to send them to your channel, but... They don't want to change their mind, it seems, or just even to even listen to it. So Stan, please pray for us here in Indiana because we love Prophecy Club. We love Jesus. Well, Stan, i got to take care of blah, blah, okay. right, blah, Now the point is, why don't they listen? I've noticed that when people carry the truth that they're open and they're loving and they're kind and they, they embrace Christians of other um, denominations. But I've found that when they are carrying an error, for example, like the identity movement, those are the people that believe that America and the Christians in America have misplaced or replaced the uh, Jews in Israel. And they're very dogmatic. And if you don't believe like them, they don't have anything to do with you. Another group is the flat earthers. I'm sorry. I think the earth is round and uh, don't even talk to me about it. Don't waste your time. And then the pre-trib, that's their attitude. Don't talk to me about it. Don't waste your time. I don't want to have anything to do. I don't want to be be your friend because I've already made my mind up. Well, that's kind of my attitude toward flat earth. I've already researched it. And in their case, they don't want to hear. Why? Because they think if you don't believe in the pre-trib rapture, you won't get to go (laughs) in the pre-trib rapture. So if because we believe, then we get to go. All right, I'm going to show you the one verse, and I'm going to tell you right now, when you look at it, you're gonna, <laughs> your eyes are probably going to cross, and you're probably going to say, huh? What? That destroys the pre-trib rapture? And I'm going to say, yes, that destroys the pre-trib rapture. Absolutely, positively destroys it. When you understand that verse and how it fits into the overall picture, and I'm going to try to show you this. Now, I'm going to also say I have a problem, because... The average American doesn't know much about the feast. The Christian, American Christians don't know much about the feast, and that's another problem, okay so they, they, they lack information, so based upon what they've been heard, what they've been taught, what they've learned, what they've read and they've studied, it looks like a preacher of rapture is correct, but they don't understand the feasts. So I'll explain briefly in one sentence, the purpose of the feasts is to show you the last seven months of the tribulation, and specifically, it's to prove to the Jews that Jesus is the Messiah, and through the feasts, they can discover that the book of Revelation is correct, the book of Revelation being correct, then they must also accept Jesus is truly their Messiah. That's the real point. Now, let me show you the verse, and you're going to say, huh? What? How's that? Disprove pre-trib, then I'll explain. So here it is, Revelation fourteen one. I looked and lo a lamb stood upon the Mount Sinai, with him 144,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. I remember when I was uh, memorizing the book of Revelation, I ran across that, my eyes crossed, I thought, okay, I, I, I can memorize the words, but I don't really understand it. So let me go through the next few verses, and I'll read the verses, then I'm going to come back and explain When you understand what it's talking about, you'll have to say, you're right. Okay. I looked to a lamb, that would be Jesus, stood upon the Mount Sion. Now, this is not him returning at Armageddon, because at Armageddon, he returns to the Mount of of Olives, puts his foot down, cleaves in two, and all that sort of stuff. And with him, 144,000, who's the 144,000? Well, you wouldn't believe some of the crazy answers people have on that, but I'm going to show you having his father's name written in the foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven. This is not an important verse for our point today, but I'll read it. As the voice of many waters, as the voice of great thunder, as the voice of harpers harping with their harps, and they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. Now, here's the big one. These are they which are not defiled with women for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb the Lamb Wait, 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 wait. Follow the lamb? Follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth? What does that mean? These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the lamb. And in the mouth is found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Now, the key here is this. These were redeemed from among men. Okay, what does that mean? Remain. It means that these were pulled out of the ground. Redeemed from among men being the first fruits unto God. In other words, these are the first people, these 144,000 are the first people to come out of the grave that are part of the harvest. You got a scripture on that? Yes, I do. I'll show you. I'm sorry. I'm I'm probably coming across very arrogant, probably very attacking, so I'll apologize. But I'm so frustrated with the lie of the pre-trib and pastors that put it out. Really. I want to believe that you put it out because it's the only particular position you've ever seen, but after this, you won't be able to say that these were redeemed from among men means that they were pulled out of the ground, they're resurrected, being the first fruits unto God and the Lamb. Now, let's jump to where this talking about. See this word first fruits" right here? Okay, that is the secret door. Now I'll show you that where that comes from. Let's jump back to Levit- Leviticus 23.10. Moses is told, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you come into the land which I give you, you shall reap a harvest thereof. So the harvest, in this case, is also hinting at the last day's harvest. But it's also talking about literally a fulfillment there. Reap the harvest thereof, then you shall bring a, a sheaf of the firstfruits of your harvest unto the priest. You shall wave the sheaf before the Lord and be accepted to you on the morrow. After the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. You shall offer that day when you hear, you want to know who the 144,000 are? It's about to tell you. You shall offer that day when you wave the sheaf a he lamb without blemish of the first year. So what it's saying is that the first fruit's sacrifice is to pick a sheaf of wheat, excuse me, pick a sheaf of barley and wave it before the Lord. And that is part of the first fruits. But the next part of the first fruits is they also had to sacrifice a he lamb without blemish of the first year. Now we know that Jesus was the perfect fulfillment of that, but the initial fulfillment was an actual lamb. But the final fulfillment is right back here, where it says 144,000 of all the tribes and children of Israel. In other words, what is resurrected right here and Get my scriptures right. Here, what is resurrected is 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. Now let me go back to it here. A he-lamb without blemish of the first year. Now let's go back and look at Revelation 14.1. I looked and lo, a lamb stood upon the Mount Sion. Okay, so that's not the Mount of Olives. This is the reason, this is one of the reasons that it destroys the pre-trib rapture. Because this shows Jesus coming down and it's not armageddon yet he says that these are here's another scripture these are they which are not defiled women for they are, they follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth being the first fruits unto god and to the lamb now what does that mean it's saying that these are the first ones to come out of the graves for the end time harvest they get a uh, get a glorified body they get At this point, I believe that they will get their wedding garments. They will all be wearing the same garment. Why? Because 50 days later, it's Pentecost, and that's when they go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, and I want to be there. Being the first fruits unto uh, unto God and to the Lamb. Now, this is the secret door. Let me show you how it works here. This is one of my charts. It's in the back of my books. Jesus will return here. The first time, or the very next time he comes, he will return on first fruits. He will resurrect 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys, and they will then go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh, let me back up. That's not right. Hundred year old Jewish boys. They will walk around with Jesus for 50 days, follow the Lamb with us wherever he goeth. Then on Pentecost, which is the wheat harvest, then the Jews, or the barley harvest and the wheat harvest, then go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is where Daniel chapter seven, I believe it is, talking about. They bring him before the ancient of days, and he is given a dominion, glory, and a kingdom. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is that which shall not be destroyed. He is then changed from prince to king, king of kings, Lord of lords. He changed from being a lamb to a lion, lion of the tribe of Judah. We only get a wedding garment at the first point. He, however, is given many crowns, a vesture dipped in his own blood, and Uh, at the end of, this is about four months later, at the end of the marriage supper of the Lamb, we are all given white horses. You and I get to ride the white horses riding behind Jesus as he returns for Armageddon. And then at Armageddon, he blows out of his mouth the morning star. The morning star goes to the center of the earth, sets the foundations. The mountains on a fire, the hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. Every mountain falls, every valley fills in. The earth is made into a nice round smooth ball. As that glory hits the, t- the, the center of the tear, they fall to the ground, a pile of ashes, bones. As it hits us, out of our belly flows rivers of living water. And all of a sudden, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, We get all of our rewards, mantles, crowns, whatever it is we're getting, all in the same moment. Now, that happens on the Feast of Trumpets. Tribulation starts on trumpets, and it ends on the Feast of Trumpets. Same thing here is this is the last seven months, from here to here. Of course, I hope you can see this. From here to here is the last seven months, and then from here to here. Is the last seven months. Got to get the chart because I can't show you all of this. I'm, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to cram four years of research into 30 minutes here. So let's go back. These are they which are not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the lamb withsoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and the Lamb. Now, if these 144,001 year old Jewish boys are the first ones to come out of the grave for the end time harvest, and they are. And if they are the first ones to get our glorified bodies, and they are, and if that first fruits is the same first fruits as here, this first fruits, if this first fruits in Leviticus twenty three ten is the, talking about the same first fruits and it is, then that means that these first fruits are the first ones came out of the grave. There is no pre-trib rapture. These are the first ones to come out of the grave. There is, and this is about at this point, this is about five months, maybe five and a half months, till Jesus returns at the very end. This is when he resurrects 144,001 year old Jewish boys on the feast of, let me go back and show you that chart. Here it is, on the feast of first fruits. Then they walk around until Pentecost, where they then are resurrected along with the wheat. The barley is the 144,000, and then the wheat are those people that are washed in the blood of Jesus. They go to the marriage supper of the lamb. About four months later, we return behind Jesus on horses for the day of the Lord. That means if the 144,000 right here are the first ones to receive their glorified body, if they are the first ones of the harvest, I'm going to show you the scripture in a second, then that means no one before them came out of the grave and got their glorified body. All right, so... Here's the scripture, 1 Corinthians 15 50. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Jesus was the first fruits of them that slept some 2,000 years ago. However, these are talking about the first fruits of the harvest. First fruits of your harvest. Meaning, this right here destroys pre Okay, it destroys it. Look at it. So it says, and you shall reap a harvest there, and you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest. So the 144,000 are the first fruits of the harvest. They're the first ones to get the glorified body in the very last days. Let me go back to the chart. Let me explain it again. This is, remember the, I, I said I got an audible voice. The audible voice told me that there are seven seals play over seven years. They conclude here. The seven trumpets play over seven months. They conclude here. The seven vials play over seven days, and they conclude here. So from here to here is seven months. Now, let me back up. Let me show you this one. So Jesus returns here the very next time on first fruits. He is the first fruits of them that slept. And then as he raised the 144,000 one year old Jewish boys out of the dirt, uh, they're without sin, without the virgins, they'd never had a woman and there's no guile in their mouth. How is it that there's no guile in their mouth? Because they never learned to talk. They were they were killed in the first year. So 144,000, they're resurrected. They follow Jesus for about 50 days. A lot of people smile what he's doing during the 50 days, and probably he's doing the best he can to try to get the stiff-necked Jews to receive him as Lord and Savior. Then, on Pentecost, we all go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, both the wheat and the barley. go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, and Jesus comes forth, and he serves us. Then, about four months later, uh, for Armageddon, we return to the seventh trumpet, or the last trumpet, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up in the air to meet the Lord, and so shall we ever be with the Lord in the air. It means eternity starts on that day. That's when, when we come outside of time to eternity, we'll be able to look back on time like holding a fishing rod. We'll be able to look at any point in time when we're outside of time and we're in eternity. That's the reason he said everything hidden will be shattered from the rooftops. Everything done in secret will be made open and manifest. So we get to see anything and everything except those things that are covered with a garment. So anyway, the point is, there is no pre-trib. There is no mid-trib. No one is going anywhere. You shall know them by their fruits, Jesus said. Okay, so what are the fruits of people that are taught that there's going to be a pre-trib rapture or something that will keep them from having to be tested or to go through any trouble? The fruits are... They'll say, I don't need to prepare. I don't need to learn about the end. I don't need to prepare my heart to be able to resist the antichrist, the beast of the mark. I don't need to know anything about that. I don't need my children to know anything about that. We're not going to be here. And so consequently, what happens when they're wrong? And that's the big question, pastors. What happens if you're wrong? What if you're wrong, if you're right, fine. But you're not right. What happens when you're wrong? So that's the next question. Pastors, what will you do when at some point the eyes of the people finally come open? I don't know if it's some kind of trouble hits. I don't know if it's a meteor. I don't know if it's war. I don't know if it's an earthquake. I don't know if it's suitcase nukes going off. I don't know if it's Russians attacking. I don't know what it'll be. But at some point, people will realize, wait a minute. If there's going to be a rapture, it should have already taken place. Now, the question is, what are you going to do when your, quote, friends that used to love you and hug you and take you to dinner, used to give you your money, drop money into the place, what are you going to do when they now come looking for you and they're angry and they got shooting arms? What are you going to do when they start burning your personal home, burning your church, beating your pulpits to a pulp? What are you going to do? Well, the problem is it's, it's probably going to happen. Well, how do you think, why do you think it's going to happen? All right, well, August 15th of 1871, Albert Pike, this is the guy that started the Freemasons. He's one of the great Satanists of all time. He had a vision, and he was shown that they would need to have three world wars. He told who was on each side of the world wars. It all came to pass. This is their plans for what they need to do for the Third World War, which I believe started February 22nd of 2022 when the Russians invaded Ukraine. Now, watch what it says. This has to do with the rapture? Yes, this has to do with the rapture. The Third World War must be fomented by taking advantages of the differences caused by the tour of the Illuminati between the poli- political Zionists or Israel, political Zionists and the leaders of Islamic world or Israel fighting Islam, The war must be conducted in such a way that Islam and the political Zionism mutually destroy each other. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical exhaustion. Then, in other words, at the end of World War III, we will unleash the nihilists. What's a nihilist? These are people that don't believe in God at all. And the atheists... And we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm with all of its horror will show clearly that the nation's the effect of absolute atheism, origin of savagery, and the most bloody turmoil. And in other words, we're going to prove to them that having no God is not working. Okay, so the world that we live in now, based upon the Bible, they want to move it to where there is a novus ordo seclorum which, by the way, does not mean New Order of the Ages. It means New Order Secular, New Order Seclorum, New Order Secular, a New Order without God. So they want to move from a biblical-based world to a world with no God, and then, here it is, then everywhere the citizens obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilization, and the multitude, here it is, disillusioned with christianity why would anybody be disillusioned with christianity i mean jesus died on the cross right he did arise from the cross three days later right yes and he is on the throne today yes yes okay why would they be disillusioned with christianity the answer is because christianity was taught an error They were taught that there's going to be a pre-trib rapture. They're not going to be tested. They're not going to go through any trouble. Then when they are tested, when they do go through trouble, and they go through it with no preparations, they're not prepared. Whose deistic spirits will from that moment be without compass or direction. Anxious for an ideal. In other words, anxious to grab onto something to believe in because they walked away from Jesus. They walked away from the Bible. They're looking for something. Who has truth? Who has truth? because they're disillusioned with Christianity, and you help them to do that. Without knowing where to render its adoration, we'll receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer brought finally out in the public view. This manifestation will result from the general reactionary movement, which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism both conquered and exterminated at the same time. In other words, he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand or the forehead. And then no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name, especially those people that believed in a pre-trib rapture and were disappointed. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com is where I'll send you if you're thinking about getting gold or silver. I think everybody should have at least a fistful of, of gold and a fistful of silver because there could be a time when you pull up to get gasoline and they might not want to take your loaf of bread, but you pull out a gold coin or a silver coin and you're probably able to get anything you want, even if the credit cards are down, even if the dollars are worthless. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Next is, I'll send you to EMPShield.com because if every computer chip is destroyed in your car these days... You couldn't possibly replace them all. Throw the car away. So, EMPShield.com, promo code PROPHECY.